Welcome back. You're listening to On the Mark. Mark Lawrence, Joe McGranahan on the phone. CBS correspondent Stacy Lynn, who was covering in Washington, D.C., the hearings yesterday with Facebook. And Stacy, good morning. Welcome on board the program. <laughs> Good morning. A pleasure to be here. I do appreciate that. And Mark Lawrence here, also Joe McGranahan, the voice you just heard. Uh, is Are we ready to start to talk about some legislation that will emerge from this? We heard a lot about what this woman had to say. And, of course, we've had Facebook under the microscope. Do you think finally we're going to get something out of the Congress? And was she credible? Well, I can say this for a fact. This is one issue that it seems that Democrats and Republicans are agreeing on. And to say that is a huge statement, obviously, on Capitol Hill. I mean, this goes back a lot, guys. Obviously, the Wall Street Journal was given all those internal Facebook documents on all the harmful effects. And we didn't know who had kind of leaked these documents, who the person was, who this whistleblower was. But that person meant business. And she sent the documents not only to the Wall Street Journal, but sent them to lawmakers. And that's how this ball got rolling on Capitol Hill. And so two senators had called hearings on this during that first hearing. A bit ago, Facebook executives defended themselves, of course, saying that most users have a positive experience with the app. And up until this point, we didn't know who this person was. And if you asked if she was a credible source, we find out now that the whistleblower was a Facebook product manager. She is no longer with Facebook. Her name is Frances Haugen. So she showed her face for the first time this week on 60 Minutes. Yesterday, she faced senators and kind of spilled the beans. And there were some pretty damning things that she had to say. She said, Facebook puts profit before safety. That was kind of the big umbrella statement. She said Facebook knew it was promoting anorexia content to young users. She said the different authoritarian or terrorist-based leaders were using the site to spy on people. And that from what she had seen, executives would rather risk misinformation than risk losing money. She really kind of conveyed how Facebook's business model relied on constantly tweaking the algorithms to keep us engaged. So that means, obviously, to people that are just kind of scrolling aimlessly on Facebook during their, you know, their workday, wasting a little time, things will constantly be updated and changed, even if that stuff that was showing up on your feed was harmful. They didn't care because it kept you interested and it kept you watching and it kept you on their site longer. So she's calling on Congress to regulate social media and make it possible for people to actually sue companies over algorithms that promote harmful content. So right now, Mark Zuckerberg is in kind of reactionary rebuttal mode, and he is denying, denying, denying everything. He posted this lengthy rebuttal on Facebook, naturally, in a post. He said he shared this with his company and his employees. Now he was sharing it with everyone. He called her testimony uh, as painting a false picture and that the company cares deeply about safety. He said her accusations were deeply illogical and just not true. So clearly this is just the beginning of what could be a very heated battle. Um, we are Representative Adam Schiff, by the way, saying that Haugen should testify about how Facebook could have played a role in the January 6th insurrection. So that brings an entirely new uh, subject matter to the mix as well. Congress wants to hear more from Mark Zuckerberg. And they're not going as far as saying that they're going to subpoena him. Uh, Facebook has not confirmed yet if he will appear or not. He's not shy from doing this. He's been on Capitol Hill many times and uh, talking to senators and lawmakers about many things with the company. So I do expect that he probably will agree to it and appear before Congress to defend 
his company. Well, uh, you, uh, Zuckerberg said that her testimony was deeply illogical. As a reporter, mm-hmm. did you find any illogic in what she reported? Did you, were there any glaring illogical items that came forward? You know, you always have these um, these people speak up and then you have the fact checkers that go through bit by bit to see, you know, what is really true and what is really either not true or hasn't been proved yet. And, you know, from what I've been reading and what I've been you know, reporting on so far, she seems like a pretty credible source and not just a, you know, uh, someone that, you know, is mad at her company and, and wants to point out the flaws. So as of this point, what she says seems very true. It goes in line with everything and the accusations we've been hearing for months about, you know, the issues and problems with, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I was struck by how the lawmakers handled themselves in the past when they had a chance to talk to anybody from Facebook or Google or Apple. They would be like, oh, well, what's a meme or, or, you know, define (laughs) a click-through. What's a click-to or a click-through, you know, these kind of things. But they were informed. They had great questions. They, They were really asking things that spoke to, you know, is what she's reporting on widespread or is this an anomaly in her comp- in, in, in the company? Did you also notice that evolution? And also, is Mark Zuckerberg evolving? I noticed his uh, denial overnight really uh, t- was that was just that, a full-blown denial, almost to a letter in the past. He said, uh, well, okay, we didn't realize that. I'm sorry about that. We're going to fix that. You know, I'm, I'm terrible. Go ahead and regulate me, I think he's even said. So do you see lawmakers and Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook evolving through this period? Well, I hope so. I think Mark Zuckerberg realizes that um, there is no way that he can come out of this looking good in any way, shape, or form. I mean, there's too many accusations and allegations that keep coming forward. I mean, this is, like I said, not the first time he's testified on Capitol Hill about this, and it seems like this time around with this, this internal person that is specifically finger-pointing very specific and very damning things, um, I think his back's against the wall. So there has to be some accountability on the side of Mark Zuckerberg and his company, and um, lawmakers seem to be all four together, which is shocking in Washington, but the Democrats and Republicans coming together saying, yeah, there needs to be some regulating here. Well, Stacey, from a regular, regulatory standpoint, what what uh, what is the feeling of Congress? What is it you think they might do? Or, you know, if you can tell us uh, where they're leaning, I think that would be helpful. I think that's actually the big question. I'm not exactly sure where they go from here and how they can regulate such a big thing, because like we've seen before, when they try to regulate big, you know, the, the free speech, you know, uh, question always gets thrown into the mix. You know, what is free speech? What are you allowed to say or do publicly and what can be regulated? So I think that's where the, the big line is going to have to be drawn. And a lot of uh, um, a lot of sticklers will jump out into this one for sure in the free speech category to say, you know, whoa, pull the reins back a little bit, even though it could be for the better good of people like us that look at Facebook and are seeing these, you know, these uh, algorithms come up with some negative content. Um, There still is the question of free speech in the mix. So that's the big big umbrella over this. I think that the lawmakers are going to have to figure out where that fine line is that's legal. Well, her testimony was interesting to me in one respect. She says that the current algorithms base what you see based on past preferences, but she had another suggestion for that. I think she said, called it linear. Do you, what, what is she mean by that? Did you get any sense? 
Not exactly sure. I mean, because sometimes you, I think you probably see it as well when you're on Facebook or on any of these social media sites, the things that populate, you always think, well, how do they know I was just talking about this or that? And, and right. so it always goes in line with, you know, they're always watching you in some way, shape or form. So not exactly sure. Are you starting to get a sense from monitoring the day after what parents or other folks are doing? Are you seeing companies that saying uh, we're not going to advertise or parents say we're not going to go on it or, or kids saying we're not going to go on it or parents saying their kids aren't going to go on it. I mean, this thing about anorexia that they guide, somehow use the algorithm to yeah. guide students towards those kind of groups is pretty scary. It is pretty scary, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg did try to address that a little bit yesterday with um, trying to back up his company's new kind of stricter policies that they were trying to enforce with Instagram and trying to change on Instagram more of a um, towards the younger kids, but those things have kind of been put on hold right now as they're trying to figure out how to navigate these kind of muddy waters at the moment. And how does an algorithm direct somebody to, into anorexia? Explain what, what sort of a sequence could look like well, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's how people perceive what they're seeing on their feeds. And young kids, obviously, very impressionable. And if you are advertising things specifically to get their attention, knowing, I mean, this is a, a world we live in right now where our kids, I have two teenage daughters, are literally on TikTok nonstop, and they speak in TikTok language and YouTube language that I don't necessarily understand. They're very impressionable. They know that these kids are going to click on something and look at something and maybe get swayed by whatever they see. Not that us adults are, are a little bit, you know, we're a little bit smarter to that, but we still get kind of fall into those traps as well. The kid's so much more impressionable. Did any of the congressmen or the senators or the people that were questioning yesterday, I forget, was it House or Senate? I think it was House, wasn't it? Did, Senate. It was Senate, Senate. Okay. Senate. Did any of them have any useful suggestions for what might be done to make these problems less severe, if you will? Not that we heard yet. I think this is just the start of probably many hearings that we're going to have on this subject. Of course, in Washington, it seems like you can't get something done just by the snap of, snap of the fingers. It's going to be a long process to get to um, something agreeable so that the social media sites are responsible and take some accountability for what they're selling to us. All right. Well, thank you so much for the thank information you. and the analysis and the observations. We'll stay in touch. So we'll go back through uh, CBS, uh, the news desk, and get back in touch with you in the days and weeks ahead and uh, do another check. But we're always this. going to be polite to you because I see in your bio that you do some boxing, and we're very peaceful people here. I <laughs> 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 will be very nice to you. All right. <laughs> very thank, nice. Thanks. Thank you so much, Stacy. Bye. All right. That is uh, Stacy Lynn, uh, works for CBS News.